first 40-ish minutes of football adjacent frivolity. I am your host, Patty, and I'm here with my co-host, Acid. Hey, Acid. Hey, Patty. What's up? It's been a while. We took a bit of a longer break than we thought we would. We actually planned to uh, record last week, but somehow, I don't know, maybe we were a little sad about last week's games, which we will get into at halftime with our Kumbaya Master Toby. But in this episode, we're back, baby. And we've got a we've got quite a show. Yeah. There's there's lots of juicy, juicy stuff to get into. That's right. I mean, in the first half, we're gonna dive a bit into a uh, quite a breaking news love story of sorts, a Bruin. Thanks to Delhi and his new hair, uh, clearly bringing in the girls. Apparently, he's dating some sort of football royalty. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll get into that in a bit. But also, more football adjacent news. Just the biggest band in the world, BTS, spotted wearing one of our own's kits. I think you can guess who. But also, in the second half, we'll have a bit of a, a manager chit chat. And uh, I don't know, does Ben Davis's girlfriend, Emily Kaplan, and her likes on Instagram tell us of who Ben actually supports? Hmm. We'll find out later. <laughs> And there goes the whistle. We begin the first half, like we mentioned, into the breaking news we just found out. The Sun and the Daily Mail, tabloids that we do not necessarily support, but thank for this content this week, have reported that Deli Ali was spotted with Pep's daughter, Acid. Tell us everything. Oh my god. Drop everything. Or no, don't don't drop your phone. Drop everything but your phone. Check out the episode notes for this episode. Click through the links. You're going to see headlines that will blow your mind. <laughs> so this broke yesterday. This news broke yesterday. Um, I saw it on Twitter. Clicked through, googled, found some links on the Daily Mail. But Delhi is dating the first daughter of Manchester City. <gasps> So Pep Guardiola's eldest daughter, Maria, she oh is 20, God. Delhi is 25. They were spotted, oh. papped at a London rooftop bar. They were kissing in front of the DJ booth, is oh my God. the report from this tabloid. <laughs> so first, hold up. Okay, last we knew, Delhi was dating um, Instagram yeah. model Ruby May, but they have yeah. supposedly split Nothing is confirmed, Ooh. but supposedly, according to things on the internet, Ruby was the one who broke up with Delhi, leaving him heartbroken. Oh no, broken. no, no. And where do single celebrities go? I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but there is a celeb dating app called Raya. Raya? Raya, I think. I think it's Raya. Yeah. Yeah. Ben exactly. Affleck was spotted on it recently, uh, creeping people out. But yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, Delhi! Good job. If this is where they met, like also, it takes you, you need to be vetted to get into this because that's why it's called mm-hmm. a celebrity dating app, right? So you have to know someone who knows someone, I guess, was a celeb. So interesting that the first daughter of Man City is also on this app. Like, you have to be a level of hotness, and she is quite hot She's in a very yeah, wholesome yeah. way. Because, I mean, yeah, like, I'm not going to compare, but I'm going to compare. Like, Ruby May just looks a lot more like va 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 voom. And this girl also like quite like gorgeous and curvy and, and just beautiful, but also sort of innocence to her. I mean, she is twenty after she is, all. Yeah, actually, she is. We have to acknowledge a, that this is a girl. Yeah, this, 
was a girl. How were we when you were 20? I was a dumbass, that's for sure. I still am, but wow, that feels so long ago, Acid. So, good job, Deli. Yeah, she's very cute. So I was looking at some photos of her. Unfortunately, her Instagram, or maybe fortunately for her, her Instagram is locked. So we are, mm. we are encountering some stalking difficulties, but we have yeah. seen a few photos of her. She reminds me of like a Martha, but maybe younger yes. and a bit more yes. with a baby quality. Yes, yeah. it is very Martha. So Martha, as you guys know, is Reggie's girlfriend. And it just feels like of that vibe like obviously every teenager now is an instagram influencer because they all know how to ham it up and they look really good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but she also just feels like yeah like very like oh i'm a student yeah i'm so and like oh, yeah i'm just yeah i'm just so pretty and yeah my dad is the fucking world famous manager so also props to delhi because like the balls to go after the daughter of our rival <laughs> yeah oh my god i was wondering about this like I'm sure Delhi and Pep have met before. Yes. But I wonder if I wonder if Maria has ever been at a Man City game against us. Have they also met before? Did Delhi and her mm. know each other in real life or know mm. of each other in real life? I also mm. want to know things like how does this affect Delhi's career? Like yeah. does this make him more or like less, less attractive to Man City? Less. Please less. <laughs> Also, like, you know how, I, I don't know, maybe like on, uh, this is, okay, they've been photographed on one date, so I don't know how far along this relationship is. Yeah. But let's say it's more serious than, than it appears. Like, does Delhi have dinners on Sunday nights at the Guardiola yeah. household? Like, does this, like, open up career opportunities for Delhi? Can Pep <laughs> recommend him to other teams? Or, I, I don't know. It's so interesting. Like, I'm already imagining the family dinner. Like, should this progress? Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. Have they met in the capacity of, like, hi, this is the guy I'm dating. At what point does a 20-year-old even introduce the guy they're dating to their father and mother? I don't know how things work now. I don't know how they work overall. Super interesting to just have that Delhi rocking up in his Gucci outfit, like, with his dreads now, and just Mm -hmm. being like, yeah, we kind of know each other, and you've probably watched millions of tapes of me playing because you want to analyze the opposition. And yeah, here I am dating your daughter. So hi. <laughs> also, what is Delhi like in a situation like that? Because we know what this style is like, right? Yeah. We see it on Instagram. Does oh, yeah. he dress up a different way when meeting oh, the parents yeah. of his girlfriend? Like, does he suit and tie it? Yeah. Or, no, what? I don't I think so. Know. I want to know. I, I wanna feel know. like he's just like, take me as I am kind of person. But like, yeah. we'll see. You never fucking know. Just like, I want to know more about this lady. Obviously, I've followed her now. I hope she accepts our request follow. I know that she's locked it clearly because of all this sudden media attention. But girl... Lean in, lean in. We're just so happy to have someone new in the universe of Delhi to stalk and are interested. And you seem very interesting and fascinating and you would love to know more. This is like another like Romeo and Juliet kind of star-crossed lovers (laughs) kind of thing. First daughter of Man City, rival club, star player. Come on, give us that. Be good. We're happy for you. Be good. We're happy for you. Be good. (sighs) Speaking of good in our lives... I don't know about you, Acid, but when I enter a fandom, as you know, I go deep, the this podcast. So it's difficult for me, and I try to make a conscious decision to make very to be, I guess, conscientious about the time and effort I put into the fandoms I dive into. And thus my hesitation forever into going into new fandoms. For example, the very hard to ignore and difficult to dismiss 
BTS ARMY phenomenon and just like the biggest band in the whole world. I know too many friends of mine, great friends of mine that have fallen into their seductive clutches and I get why. Catchy songs, adorable band. Mm-hmm. I have I have definitely tried my best to stay away just because I know myself to have an addictive personality and my life will be taken over. But it seems like they are knocking on my door <laughs> because on Twitter, we get a uh, Spurs Korea tweet that retweets this, uh, I guess, a video or like a screenshot of one of the members of BTS wearing a kit of who else? Jungmin Sun. So, questions. BTS Army, help us out. One, I don't unfortunately read Korean and there's not much context in the tweet and the retweets and the, the replies, but it seems like there is some kind of apology going on. This member of BTS apparently was not did not recognize Hyunwing Sun, and apparently that was a thing. So somehow he received a package, and it was Sunny's kit, and he wore the kit, and everyone in the band was making fun of him. So clearly, maybe they knew about Sunny, and he didn't, and they were all just ribbing him, but it was cute. Oh my gosh, I get why people are obsessed with them. Their personalities are different. They have this, like, dynamics. You have all these little subgroup relationship dynamics. Anyway... I'm going in the spiral clearly as I dove <laughs> I think, into I think the fandom floodgates are beginning to open. <laughs> so don't fight no, it. Just no. go with it. Um, but, but yeah, yeah we would love some like yeah. uh, insider fan insight about this. So if anyone can like let us know what the situation is, really all we can tell is what's in the videos, in the comments, <laughs> in the tweets. And he seems to be super apologetic, this BTS yeah. member. Like he even has his his wrists bound and yeah. what like what is this about? Let let us adorable. Know. Let's let's Tell vibe us. off each other's fandoms, guys. Tweet at us or send us a message on Instagram at stockingspurs BTS Army. We need your help, so please let us know. Anyway, yeah, that's that was just like it's knocking, it's knocking on my door. Yeah. It's getting closer. <laughs> also, as a sidebar, so we know oh. that fandoms like beget other <laughs> fandoms. And there was like an interesting trend that I was seeing in the comments and the reactions to this, <laughs> to this tweet. Um, and there were like likes and comments from non-Spurs fans kind of saying things like, oh my god, don't tell Chelsea I like this. <laughs> Which is cool. Come on, guys. Switch Come over, over to... Come over. We got Sunny and clearly... Yes, apparently he's kind of supports at least one member. I don't know. I have so many questions. Another stalking Spurs mystery. Please, please let us know. This cannot be a mystery for long if the BTS <laughs> army is on it. I believe in you guys. I know we can move mountains. We? I just said we. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, so the next thing we want to talk about is the cover of Arena. How do you, how do you pronounce this? Arena Om Plus for this month and on the cover of this fashion magazine is the extremely fashionable Hyungmin Sun. And of we're course. linking to this cover. It's amazing. He looks great. Sunny is just fashion, isn't he? And I think he's styled in a really cool way. He's rocking this um, dark green Prada bomber jacket. He's cradling a chicken is where the mystery comes in. <laughs> <laughs> um, why? why not? But even if someone explains, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's just an awesome, mm. really extremely fashionable, stylish man, fashion-forward kind of pose. You'll also notice that they've chosen a photo where Sunny isn't smiling, which mm. is, I think, a very fashionable choice. 
why not yeah. he looks concerned he looks a bit troubled in that fashionable way so that's i guess that's it that's all we want to talk about he's on the cover <laughs> of a fashion magazine again again uh, take right? that anyone who uh questions sunny's fashion creds yeah you know what i love about this is that he's on them so many times that just like yeah whatever it's another one he looks good yeah it's not even a big deal anymore we should make it a big deal but unfortunately he's just on like a cover every fucking month that we're just so used to it (laughs) speaking of things we could get used to we have a cute i guess video that was posted on the spurs official account but somehow we can't find it and so a fan account uh, reposted it and now we have a series of clips from a video wherein the boys our lads are reacting to South Korean snacks. So we have Pyramil Hoibye, we have Stephen Bergwine, we have Sergio Reguillon, and we have Matt Norky. And they are paired two by two and provided with Korean snacks, which they must rate, um, depending on whatever criteria (laughs) they happen to have. Yeah, so they're they're given snacks, like, it's a range of snacks. There's rice Mm. cakes, there's grape gummies, there's shrimp crackers, all of these... Uh, awesome and I guess to them exotic things. They had some pretty funny comments, I guess. Like for example, Pyramil Hoibe just seems like that classmate who's just really into the assignment. Like if mm-hmm. you give him an assignment, he will take notes, he will follow instructions, and he will perform above and beyond. He seemed really thoughtful. Like when he was trying the rice cakes, he was like, "Oh, it feels a bit dry, but you know, maybe my kids could like eat this, but with water." Like I mean, like. He actually had thoughtful comments. Like, I would like to see him on, like, a master chef type. Um, like, if the... You know how they used to do sponsor videos where they would go deal with food or, like, cooking and stuff? Like, he seems to be so thoughtful that he would do well in those. Or, like, he, he said, how do you say yummy? For, like, the grape gummies. Like, it was just, like, he was cute. It's very much... It's very on brand of him to just yes. really get the assignment, deliver. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I think thought you said thoughtful, and I think that's exactly the word to describe. Like he'd he'd examine the packaging, he'd open it up, he'd smell it, he'd try a bit, and you can kind of see him like judging it and processing it. And then when he finally speaks, he'll say something that you know there is thought put into it, um, which we're <laughs> singling out because I think his partner during this process was um, uh, no Dorothy. Shit. And I think he was kind of just, I would say, kind of half-assing it. His general demeanor was that he was just like, oh, whatever. He'd have a taste and then say something that that, that seemed to indicate he wasn't interested in it, in, in the food or in this activity that was that, that he's being paid to do. The Reggie and Stevie ones also had some like cute moments. Like, like Stevie actually compared the smell to like, when you're at the gas station or pe- petrol station, sorry, or like when you're in the ocean. So like, I think like he was trying to like again a more a bit more laid back. Reggie was of course up to his usual antics of just being like Reggie, a puppy, but mm-hmm. still a chill one. So I felt acid that this, I mean, taking a step back and getting more meta about this. I guess this video felt like the way they performed in this assignment felt very indicative of or like a metaphor of how they actually played like. Pyramil Hoibe, like, brings everything. Doesn't matter what the assignment is, I'm gonna fight with blood on my eye. Like, things like that. And then I suppose, and then Steven Bergwijn, like, I get the assignment, but I'm just gonna be me. Like, I'm a bit chill, I'm a bit mm-hmm. laid back. Reggie, bursts of energy, but not necessarily. entertaining. Yeah, everything. And then, of course, Matt Doherty phoning it in. But, you know, that's just <laughs> me. 
I don't know. We're just noticing a pattern here. <laughs> just just noticing. Just noticing, not shade on anyone. Just I don't know, maybe, maybe. But yeah, interesting guys. If you wanna check that video out along with everything we've mentioned, please uh, check out our episode description. Uh, we'll have all the links there so you can follow along. And there goes the whistle. We will see you guys at halftime where we talk about our past three games with Kumbaya Master Tote. Catch you in a bit. Hey, welcome to halftime. We are joined by our football correspondent, Toby. Hi, Toby. Hello, good to be back. Yeah, glad to have you back. So it's halftime. We know what that's about. We're going to be talking about the games. We have three that we <laughs> want to talk about this week. Two of them went super well. One of them, I don't know. <laughs> so there's the Wolves game where we won 2-0. Um, the Leeds game from last week where we didn't win 3-1. Some controversial stuff there that we want to talk about. And the last one was the game furthest away. It, it feels like, this feels like months ago. Tottenham mm. Sheffield 4-0. But lots to celebrate about that. Toby, how are you feeling? This is good, right? Like, I mean, sure, top four is maybe a uh, impossible, is, is not possible anymore, but we're looking kind of good. I felt good about the Wolves. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I think the team's in a really good place. I think realistically, top four always was a challenge because it, <laughs> at no stage in even the past few weeks has it been up to us, has it? Like, we've needed negative results from Chelsea and Liverpool. Both are, like, finding their feet and moving the right direction at the right time of the year so it was always going to be a big ass we needed maximum points and that was going to be a challenge like the Leeds one was just rife with unluck I would say I think Ryan Mason was unlucky well I mean the Sheffield one is interesting because everybody loves to say oh well Tottenham put four past Sheffield but they're you know being relegated anyway blah 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 well the relegated anyway team Sheffield just beat Everton yesterday so our results tend to go like that. We get beat by teams we shouldn't lose to, like, say, Everton at the start of the year, and they go on a fantastic run. So the teams we lose to end up being better than they are, um, and then the teams we beat well also end up, you know, sometimes being... But uh, I thought that was a great result. Yeah. It was a really, really yeah. strong result. You know what? I feel like three points is three points is three points. I don't think the points mm. care about how you won it <laughs> or who you won it against. It's still three points. So I will that's take the, it. And that's the beauty of the premiership. And that's why everyone was so against the Super League. It's yeah. because it doesn't matter who you play. It doesn't matter where you are on the table. If you beat someone, you get three points. Yes. And that's all there is to it. So it's so... I mean, there's always negative talk, right? Against the team mm-hmm. and about how, you know, oh yeah, you're only beating teams that are about to be relegated. Well, it's every point that matters. And hello... Liverpool yesterday just barely beating West Brom, yeah. West Brom and Albion. Yeah. So like, I mean, also wicked goal for from the. I, yeah. I kind of wish it was Hugo that had the first header. Yeah, I, like, I know, I know. Yeah. I was yeah. reading it and I was watching it. the video, so I'm like, oh man, yeah, I'm happy for you, but, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's why I wanted to mention it for those two reasons. I wish it was Hugo, and you all like talk about the godlike teams of like the super teams, and hi, they almost were at the draw with West Brom. So fuck this talk about 
like oh you're only like creaming teams who are about to be relegated because yeah there is a point to relegation there's a point to promotions and it doesn't matter you're in all in the same league so it's three points yeah. fuck off chelsea as so well who struggled <laughs> against mid-table arsenal so they're they're not exactly super league unbeatable either <laughs> we're just we're <laughs> taking a moment to laugh at yeah. mid-table arsenal yeah. not that we're much better but they we're are not. They're mid-table they're, we're knocking on the door yeah. of we're the top four. Top kind six. of, kind exactly. of. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is just a snapshot in time. We could be eating our words soon, but yeah, for today, yeah. we are happy. <laughs> we are happy today. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sheffield, like 4-0. That was just so definitive with like Bale, Sun. Like Bale got a hat trick and we haven't really seen him number one have enough time to shine but now we see it and like okay he can he can do stuff do you think he's staying on are we keeping him what's do we want to do we care i don't know i'm getting the vibe from him that he's happy when this after this (laughs) game i feel like the narrative in the media was like oh my god now he's happy we're seeing happy bail and he even he talks about it in the post-match interview about how he's so happy here now hint hint so uh, i don't know if he wants to stay why not if he's happy with us and people like him and it's he like does he seem to be having a good influence on peeps then then why not i guess there's that other side of the discussion about how much he costs and how much this happiness is costing us but you know what (laughs) that aside why not Hmm. i don't know what you guys think yeah (laughs) i i I liked his remarks post game he was a bit a little bit uh, shade, you know, a little bit scathing about Jose saying <laughs> kind of they're unleashed and back to playing the attacking, attractive football that they should. And I thought he's he's right. And yeah, so I, I think that's been a really positive change. The way we play now is it's much more, it's easier to watch. It's fun to watch. Even if it's back and forth with a good side like Wolves, like that was a great game. Before we get into the happiness that Wolves brought us, we did unfortunately... Uh, experience a unlucky loss to Leeds at their home, 3-1. Sonny gave us a score at a a 25-minute mark, but we, it was tough. It was tough to watch. How is that work in like the grand scheme of things, of us performing so well one week, then suddenly the next week we're like, what's happening? Like, are people awake? Like, that was a bit confusing to me because it's not like we're any in, in any other cup league now. So there's nothing else to distract us. And I don't know, it just felt a bit weird. Yeah, that's a good point. Like with nothing else to focus on, you would think they bring everything to every game. But in this, in the Leeds one, they definitely seemed a bit overwhelmed, a bit overmatched. Mm-hmm. Leeds had the yeah. touch, they had the fitness. People said, I think rightfully said, they. it looks very impressive the way they quick pass, but a lot of that will be Bielsa's strategy and they'll like tactics the hell out of that on the training field. And so they really look like a team that knows what they need to do to win. And I mean, okay, Bielsa is like one of the most revered managers and no shade on Mr. Darcy Mason at all. Like this, I clearly I'm in love with him, but like a mismatch of managerial minds given just the sheer... Um, experience of one versus the sheer inexperience of the other so I can't I don't want to use this inexperience as a crutch and yes we know he's interim but that's why I'm also not that upset I'm like mm-hmm. hey I'm just happy like yeah. we're, we look happy that's all that matters <laughs> I feel like this this particular result didn't reveal too much about the manager battles because we had some players that didn't have a great performance mm-hmm. I think it was Reg- Reguion mm-hmm. didn't play very well that day 
a couple of others. So, I mean, there's really only so much a manager can do in 90 minutes. And if we don't get unlucky and the Harry Kane's goal that should have been onside is counted, then we're up two to one and Ryan Mason looks like mm. a genius. So that, that mm. like, the, there's a lot that can't be accounted for in that, in that manager explanation. Yeah, because we brushed that off, and next week, suddenly, people that were underperforming, example, Reggie. Oh my god. Reggie came back with a bam chance. Tottenham Wolves. Right before we started recording, I was just telling you guys how I remember the last time we faced Wolves. I was shitting bricks. I remember, at least the last game, I remember it, we still had Jan Vertonghen. He did his amazing header in the rain. I thought Adama was going to eat every player we had. Like They felt like a beast that we were so ill-equipped to mm-hmm. match or to meet. Yeah. And now, what? Like I was confident. I was knitting. I wasn't even like scared. I mean, yeah, of course, when we're up 1-0, you get scared because we're Tottenham. Yeah. But, but like, we kept on attacking. We kept it. Shout out to that play. I mean, obviously, we, we call out Harry's goal and... I saw some Twitter discourse on how Harry's drought of two games is now he's back in the game, which is hilarious. What, yeah. what other fucking striker gets this kind of narrative of how, oh my God, he's in a slump because he hasn't scored in two games. Yeah, and you other say that first. about someone who's at the top of the Golden Boot race? Yeah. Like, what? Exactly. What? Excuse me. What is this Sir Harry Kane respect on the name? But yeah, no, I mean, what a fucking game Yes, Harry scored amazingly to bring yeah. us up, but the Pierre Emil Hoybier, you guys know I love our Viking, and we know he's had some misses this season. Like he hasn't been at his best at all times, but I, I feel for him. He's played in every fucking game, so he must yeah. be tired as hell. That passion, the play to Reguilon, who kept the ball in the game, gave it to Sunny. Sunny gave it to Ga- Bale. Bale, who just striked it in, and it didn't come in. But wait. Pierre was there. I was mind blown. I sent it to my father. I was at like, my dad doesn't watch football, but he got yeah. me a Pierre Emil Hoybe kit for my birthday. So I was like, dad, this is the guy you bought the kit for. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The build up to that and how it ended was insane. I think we, we kept shouting, Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! At the TV. <laughs> because like Reggie, like he skidded and he fell and he got up and then he fell again and he got up. It's, it was like, what? oh my God, you can't keep this guy down. And then, like, there's this super awesome moment after PEH scored where he did, like, a forward roll, which I thought was just the cherry on top of everything. It, it looked like it was on purpose. I think he the was first tripped time. by But yeah, defender, yeah, in, like, the replays, it was like, oh, okay, he's just recovering in a really cool way from being tripped. But yeah, so many levels of awesomeness. Yeah, I think they those two players exemplify, Reggie and, and PEH, exemplify that mistakes do happen in football, but what they do bring to every game is a hell of a lot of passion. And like that's what that goal was made out of. The, the There was a through ball to Reggie that was just, it looked like it was way out of touch and he wasn't going to get it, but he ran onto it, kept it in. And, and then PEH with that finish was like he brought a lot more passion to that goal scoring than you see from some strikers like he was going to be the first on the end of that ball mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah I think I've, I can forgive any mistake they the rare mistakes that they make because rare. they yeah. they drive the team forward with a lot of passion for sure for sure you, you could feel it coming out of them the energy and just like the fight to really get that and still at 2-0 
obviously, even if I wasn't as scared, I was still like, car still dot on him. This could go anyway. <laughs> as the minutes were counting down to the 80th minute, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna lean back a bit now and, yeah. just, and just hope for the best. But I think it, it was yeah. interesting because they missed Raul. If they had had mm. an informed Raul, the, after we scored our second goal and they started to build a bit of momentum, we could have been in trouble. Because I like Fabio Silva. He's he's young, but I think he's quite creative and he could be a good finisher, but he missed a sitter, so it could have yeah. been 2-1. to one. Totally. And yeah, Adama, again, getting great balls into the final third, but just not really anybody on the end of it. So I think with Raul in the box, it would have been a much bigger challenge for, for Eric and Toby. Totally. So, Eric and Toby, though, I mean, Eric... Dyer saved some balls there, like really just like coming after it, not giving up. Like really, I'm getting a bit distressed with all these like rumors of he's joining Roma and whatever. But anyway, let me not focus on that now yeah. and yeah. wait for that shoe to drop. No, but, I th- yeah, they. I think they both played really well. Toby particularly, actually, both of them. They they kept quite a high line and they were really good at hassling the. You know, as soon as Wolves would get the ball up the field, they would hassle that highest guy to just slow down the play and let other people get back. So I thought they both played really well. Uh, on, Joffa on the, does well. Yes. Yeah, Joffa totally. was great, wasn't he? Yeah, on both sides of the ball. On the topic of people having really good games and playing really well, we would like to take this moment to launch the inaugural <laughs> Stalking Spurs Man of the Match Award. Nice. And we would like yeah. to give, yes. to present or this award to Pierre Amir. He turned out a performance worthy of man of the match. He had an assist, he yes. had a goal, he was on fire. So you, you weren't given the, the official one for like really crazy official one. reasons. Well, why would you give yeah. it to like a member of the losing team? Who plays quite yeah. well for 45 minutes. And yeah, yeah. that's that's it. It's insane. Justice I for Pierre. Yeah. Here is your Man of the Match award. We'll we'll tweet this to you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Explosive last game, but we still have two to look forward to. Our standings are currently at sixth. Just right there, right there, touching that sweet, sweet spot. Uh, the, the, the points differences are crazy slim. There is hope out there. How are we feeling about Aston Villa and Leicester coming up? And points, acid. Uh, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Maximum points. Two games left. There are six points to take. Let's fucking take it all. I love it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I fully supportive. I don't know how good. I think Leicester is pretty good, and they just yeah. the end. Yes, yeah, I know. We'll talk I know. about they're, later, but they're very Aston good. Aston Villa. Aston Villa yeah. too on oh, their how, day can beat anybody. I they know. embarrassed Liverpool early earlier in the season by what was it like six to one or something. Mm-hmm. So they're a good side of when they find their form. So our fate's in our hands. Six points and we're clear into the Europa League without any conference league playoff funny business. So we can get max points, I think. But Leicester's yeah. gonna have a lot to play for too. They wanna you know, maximize their top four finish as well. So it it will be a difficult run in. Let's take those six points, baby. All right. Thanks, Toby. Thanks, Kumbaya Master Toby, for joining us again. And we'll, we'll catch you next time as we recap the end of the season. See you guys later. And we're back. Welcome back to Stalking Spurs. Thanks again for joining us in our penultimate, what? Episode for the season. 
we just got back from talking about our past three games with Kumbaya Master Toby. And if you aren't following us on our socials, please do at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you guys and just love chatting up with our fans. Oh, and there goes the whistle. Welcome to the second half. In this half, we are starting off with a bit of some manager talk. It's difficult to ignore the fact that, of course, Ryan Mason, as hot and handsome as he is, has not yet been announced as our permanent manager and has still been is still acting in an interim capacity. You kind of wonder, like, I wonder what Jose is up to. I don't know about you, but we're still following him, so <laughs> it came up. And dude, dude moves fast. Yeah. There was an announcement that at the end of this season, at the start of the next season of Serie A, Jose Mourinho is moving to Roma. The official Roma Twitter account sent out a tweet, of course, in Italian, and now... Jose Mourinho is Instagramming in Italian. I love it. I love it that he's moved on. I love it that he has a job. Like, I truly mean this. We actually were quite worried for him and, like, where would he go next? Yes. And not that we didn't think anybody would take him, but job security is important. Yeah. And excited to see him at Roma next season. Please don't take any of our players. But, yeah, happy for you, dude. Super happy for you. Yeah, totally. And, and this is coming from a genuine place. Yeah, congrats on your new yeah. job. We Super we congrats. genuinely hope that you kill it. We're raising um, our glasses to you. Salute. Yeah, yeah, congrats, Jose. We still follow him. So we see his posts. Yeah. We see who among the other people we follow like his posts. And we just mm-hmm. noticed something super interesting in the past few days. <laughs> Jose posted a photo. This is obviously SpawnCon because there's a Champions League Champions League logo. There's a MasterCard logo. Underneath it says official sponsor. Jose's face is beside it. Um, in the post, the text of the post, he says, Want to see football through my eyes? Visit this URL for your chance to win an online tactics masterclass. So it's, it's obviously... He even uses hashtag ad. So this is obviously... An ad. And we noticed, because we follow Emily Kaplan, <gasps> who is Ben Davis's girlfriend, she liked this post, which is super interesting. He's no longer your ben. boyfriend's boss. Yeah. It's not a post that has anything to do with Related. Ben or Spurs, and she's liked it. So I'm wondering, hmm. what does this, what does this hmm. like say about Emily hmm. and Ben? Does this mean that she... Is personally Team Jose? Does this mean that Ben is Team Jose? We want to know. Girl, I love it. Uh, show your stripes. Tell us everything. Yeah. Emily Kaplan has always been a bit of a mystery, and I want to know more. So if this is an insight into her life, Team Jose, Jose in, apparently. Mm-hmm. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of managers past, and honestly, mm. hopefully managers future, <laughs> this next post you want to talk about is a tweet. That I found, you know, just while mindlessly scrolling through Twitter, I found it quite arresting and unexpectedly emotional. <laughs> but in, from the, the Twitter account, Zonal Marxing is a really quick video of Pochettino looking, like, kind of looking around the stadium before a game and looking quite emotional. He's looking around, his eyes look a bit wet, and he's kind of thinking to himself <laughs> and nodding. And you know he's having an emotional moment. And this comes with a with a post with the words "Come home, Dad." <laughs> you know we miss you. You know we love you. You know we'll welcome yeah. you back anytime, Poch. So come back. Who knows? Yeah. the The manager search is apparently still on, and I know you're having a fun time at PSG. But 
given apparently, like, we don't even know who's in the running anymore. Why not watch? Why not? He said you'd be willing to come back. It's totally, it's my, I'd love for him to come back. I feel like if I were in his shoes, though, like, how much incentive would I have to come back to a club that, that treated me so badly? So I, I understand None. if he never comes back. I think career-wise, maybe it's not good for him. It's entirely going to be a selfish yeah. thing for me to want him back. Bale came back. So you never know. I don't know. But yeah, good job, Podge. We miss you. So yeah, so we, we don't know who um, is in the running anymore. Everyone that seemed to be, like, was a rumor from Comte to manager from Ajax, like, it's been gone. So and then at the latest game we had against Wolves, Gareth Southgate, England's manager, was spotted in the stands, but obviously he's probably just scouting for his team. But who knows? At this point, I'm desperate. Someone whisper in our ears who's in the running because I actually really do want to know. Yeah. Oh, I'm my God. The, the season is almost ending. We'd, we'd love some, like, mm. finality and certainty going into the next. Speaking of this season wrapping up, towards the end of the season, all of the, not all, but very few, sometimes <laughs> extremely few clubs start to pick up titles and cups and this past week one of those clubs was Leicester. So they faced Chelsea in the FA Cup final and they won over Chelsea in the FA Cup final and it was honestly I felt happy for Leicester seeing them win and seeing them get super emotional lifting the cup being brought to tears genuinely made me feel happy for them but with that I also felt some I guess jealousy (laughs) also and just going to Spurs Twitter that universe, it seemed like I wasn't <laughs> alone. There's a like piercing tweet from Craig Mitch saying, Leicester officially part of the big six if they win this. Spurs or Arsenal gotta come out of that conversation, sorry, he says. And it kind of <laughs> makes you feel like, you know what, that's hurtful, but that's, that's true. There are clubs yeah. like Leicester who are super outperforming us and really deserving yep. of wins like this. And I just, I wish, I wish we could experience that as well. There's a great photo from Sporf of Jay Vard's, um, one of the other, Madison and like the son of the owner, the late owner, and they're smiling and happy Mm. and you can just tell how much it means to them. Oh my God, can we experience that happiness one day? But moving away from the sorrow and jealousy, there's also, I don't know, (laughs) Schindenfreude, is that the right word? Um, Isaac Himes tweeted, can someone collect all the tears of Chelsea fans and ship them to me? I thirst for their misery. <laughs> he speaks for all I us. mean, if you can, happy for Leicester, definitely, and not necessarily sad for Chelsea, but obviously the fans, that still sucks, but come on, let us, let us give us, throw us a fucking bone is all we're asking, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, one day, Essen, one day we will be at the finals and we will clinch the fucking trophy, because we've been in finals, we just haven't made that final leap maybe next year maybe next maybe season next season when it will happen but we won't have to wait till next season for our favorite segment of the episode we're talking about baby of the week as you guys know acid and i more more me really i'm just saying acid and i so it feels less creepy but <laughs> we go into a spiral of really stalking the babies and not so babies of spurs and spurs adjacent characters in our lives and we rank them because we're horrible that way, but it's all cuteness and everybody is honestly a winner. Kicking it off, Spurs legend Jan Vertonghen has celebrated a birthday recently, well not so recently, past month, but we, we forgot to include it in the last episode. And so we're rectifying that by doing two posts from Jan. We post one of him on his birthday and he looks so happy. Every photo he posts has a sepia tone to it. 
the Portugal sunlight streaming into his living room is gorgeous and he is there with his three kids so we finally get to see his third baby his wife gave birth sometime I think earlier this year or late last year and we're finally seeing front photos of the baby also so cute his wife's genetics are so strong all the kids look alike and totally. really look like her and they're just adorable so adorable but then we get a second post from him and it's him and his youngest son at the beach him carrying him and just looking so cute with his shades handsome as hell i'm still in love with you wow 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 i know i focus on yan the kids are cute the kids are cute this is the baby of the week this is reeling it back into baby of the week cute kid cute son i hope for more photos from this adorable family even as you are now in portal yeah one's a spur spurs baby of the week always a spurs baby of the week Next on the list, we are stopping by the Hugo Lloris, the Lloris household on Marine Larissa's official Instagram is a really sweet photo. Technically not a baby, but why not? Babies are babies forever. And <laughs> She's still a baby. This is a photo presumably on the way to school, although it says weekend in the hashtags. I know. I'm confused. <laughs> but oh, anyway, beside the point, the point is it's a really sweet photo of Hugo walking his daughter to school or maybe from school or who knows and it's Anna Rose and her and her dad Marine Larisse says these two star emoji UK flag emoji book emoji hashtag weekend hashtag school run hashtag London hashtag daddy's girl <laughs> hashtag hashtags she is so big now like yes. so 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 big now I found now. that stunning because Hugo is is not a petite man and she is He's like not. most of his height already. She's so tall. Like, good job, Hugo and Anna Rose. And I really love this relationship. Like, I know she's also a keeper and oh, too much, yeah. too much. She really is daddy's girl. Really? I love it so much. Moving on to our next BB of the week. This little boy has get it, is getting more and more features because he is just hitting it out of the park. We've got Salvador Sanchez. Uh, thanks to Daniela Reynad for... Uh, posting adorable photos of you and her baby boy so we get two photos one of them with Sanchez and they are in an empty hotel lobby I'm assuming <laughs> but everybody's bundled up and he is in the cutest red onesie I love it. he is just so cute he's just like he's just like a onesie you can't see his neck and it's just like a head and I love that because like it's like it's so baby it's like yeah I don't know if there's a neck underneath that but he's so <laughs> I don't cute need necks it's okay and I mean, you don't need necks. You don't need necks. All you need is cute folds. And then we get a second photo of him and his mom outside the hotel, I'm assuming. Well, they're on the streets of London. Unfortunately, unmasked. But whatever. It's a photo. And maybe they took it off and maybe they put it back on. But he is still wearing the same adorable onesie. And he is just the cutest. His eyes are smiling. Salvador, happy six months. I think that's what she said. Happy six <laughs> months. I love your onesie game. It's yeah. the best. More adorb stuff. Next, we are checking out the Instagram of Toby Alderweireld. And maybe just, just play along with us for a second here. When you're clicking through this multi-photo post, pretend that you're having you're having a, you know, a chat with Toby. Like maybe you bump into him somewhere and you're like, Hey, hey Toby, uh, what's up? What, what did you guys get up to this weekend? So pretend you're casually <laughs> saying that. And then each photo is like an answer or part of the story that unfolds. Yeah. As Toby tells you about his weekend, so he's like, "Oh, this weekend we we just we went to the we went to Trent Country Park with with the kids, and then just click through to the next. Oh, what did he do at the park? 
And then Toby's like, oh, we played on the swings. And then you see the next photo is them on the swings. Yeah, they love it. They had such a good time. And then maybe, oh, what else did you do at the park? And then Toby's like, oh, we also played on the slides. And then we also went to feed some ducks. Ayla really, really liked feeding the ducks. We were sitting by the lake and just giving them pieces of bread. And then, yeah, and then that was it. And then afterwards, we, we got some ice cream because Ayla, Ayla really likes um, strawberry-flavored soft-serve ice cream. So that's it. We kind of just hung out. And then you're like, oh, that's a great, that's a great weekend. I think you had a really good weekend, Toby. And Toby's like, yeah, we did. Like, you guys should come hang out with us <laughs> next time at the park. And we're like, yeah, totally. We'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll wait at the park and wait for you guys to arrive. <laughs> this family is so cute. And I'm so glad that he's finally given us consent again. It's been a while, it's Toby. A while. That, I mean, he gave us a bit from Easter. But, like, I want this kind of proof. I want, give us, give us quantity equality is good but honestly quantity is the best quantity <laughs> when it we'll, comes to content <laughs> we can make mountains out of molehills just set so up please, your phone to like us. automatically upload stuff as you take them <laughs> we're not picky we'll take it all speaking of adorable babies next on the list is we've got baby nay or yay and i just have to beg and and plead with Kensha, baby Nene's mom, she created an account which used to be public because we were able to see it last time. And then, unfortunately, I was an idiot and didn't follow it. And now it's locked, guys. It's locked. The baby's Instagram account is locked. We discovered it already. We were like liking stuff. Why didn't we just press the freaking follow button? So I've I've since requested a follow and and. Kensha, if you're listening to this, I beg you, your daughter is baby of the week material. We just need the content. And if you lock the source, we can't include her. <laughs> so I'm begging you to please open it up or at least approve our request and then we'll be fine. Speaking of though, you tease me, you tease me because I do follow your account and daughter is so cute. So we have a series of multi-photo posts on Kensha's, um, her own Instagram, not baby Nene's. Baby Nene let us in. And she, it's like, I guess they're at brunch. And Baby Nene is wearing a very cute sweater that has like a bear on it. She has two like pom-poms on her head. And she's wearing like glasses, very cute glasses. And she says, the, the, the caption is, she's explaining why she hates going to the doctor because of vaccines and to never bring her again. And then she tags the baby's account, which is locked. Well, Cute photos, the, adorable. Why tag the baby's account if it's yeah. locked? Why tag it? Why tag the account if we can't follow it? So let us in. Okay, two things. Adorable baby, as always. We know this baby is sassy. The baby is bringing it. I'm a bit scared of the caption. I don't know if she's anti-vax. I hope she isn't. But we just own. Just let me in the account. Just let me in. That's all. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've done my begging. Baby Nene, you're adorable. We'd love to see more. So how did we get a restraining order? <laughs> <laughs> Patty, it looks like we received a restraining order for stocking skirts. <laughs> what, what did we do to receive this? <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, moving on. As we said earlier, once a Spurs baby, always a Spurs baby. If you've been a Spurs baby for two years, if you were a Spurs baby for three months, you will always be in the running. And this explains why. At number six, <laughs> we have a post from Alex Morgan, a, a really beautiful family portrait from Charlie Morgan's first birthday party. It's so cute. It's so sweet. Mm. It's 
she gives really good expressions. She's a great, yeah. happy, characterful baby kind of face, and she's serving just that in a lovely pink dress in her mom's arms, standing beside their dad. It's just, it looks like a happy, really, really happy birthday party. And it was, as soon as we saw it, we are like, shoe in for this episode. She must be recognized. How can we not? We miss you every day, baby Charlie. You're forever in our hearts and clearly on our lists. Topping this episode's Baby of the Week. At number one, we have returning champion Malia Lily Sissoko via her mom, Mary Lucy DeBay's official Instagram account. Uh, we get a photo of the family gorgeously dressed up for aid. Happy aid. Related. Wow. So number one, everybody is in like pastel tones. Mom and daughter, Mary Lou and Lily are in matching dresses. They're so cute. Mary Lou looks gorgeous. She I mean, she always does. does so it's oh my not, God. She's so beautiful. She is so beautiful. Musa, you are so lucky. We have a family photo. It's a multi-photo post. Mom and dad are smiling at the camera in the first one. In the second one, they're just smiling as like models into the ether. But guess what? Lelisa Soko is not having this. She does not want to be in this photo. She is not afraid to show it. Is it aid? She doesn't care. She just doesn't want to be here. But she's so cute still. This girl is serving up all the <laughs> attitude. And she's just like, why are you forcing me to do this? Congratulations to Lelisa Soko for once again being Stalking Spurs' Baby of the Week. Congrats, Lily. And there goes the whistle. We have come to the end of the show. We want to thank everyone for joining us once again. Follow us on our socials at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and Twitter. And rate, subscribe, tell your friends about us. And we'd love to hear from you. Maybe we'll get some uh, something in the mailbag next time. Preferably from the BDS Army. You can help us solve some mysteries. And with that, thank you, Toby, once again for joining us. And thanks, Asset. Thanks, Patty. All right. We'll see you guys next time. See you guys. Come on, you Spurs. Spurs.